hello and welcome joshua hello and welcome hello. bug catchers to experience share it's a pokemon podcast starring me mil tanner mil tank aka tanner green ring and i enjoy i hesitated to invoke the name of such a demonic <laughs> beast <laughs> i enjoy as always by my co-host far fielched far fielched that's yeah. a bad one <laughs> that's pretty it sounds like a really bad hangover like <laughs> oh i had a really rough night and i'm just far fielching <laughs> far fielched i don't know how i never found that one before our uh eighth game featuring far-fetched as a character but... it must be inspired by when i made you say in fielnape Ugh, yeah that's why you gotta leave it to the pros, Josh. Yeah, I learned my lesson. This is a Pokemon podcast where we play through each Pokemon game, gym by gym, week by week. We are currently in season 4B, playing through Heart Gold and Soul Silver, and we are headed, we are en route to gym 3. Yes. Whitney. Whitney. You and I have a long, complicated history with Whitney. Yeah, it's really what set us down this dark path, Whitney. Yeah, our show was pure as the driven snow before the fateful season two episode where we took on Whitney. And by took on, I mean <laughs> took on. Yeah. It's a mental load that you never quite shake off. That's going to be with me until my deathbed. I remember it was shortly after the subreddit was founded and one probably the fav my favorite comment i've ever seen at least about anything that i've been related to on reddit was that someone was just popping off in a thread and they go that episode with whitney where they're just talking about pokemon and then suddenly go into talking about mill tanks with giant dicks and <laughs> for them being milked was the wildest heel turn I've ever experienced on a podcast. And I was like, <laughs> we're on to something here. It's been all downhill since then. And that's where Fur Affinity Check came from. And we haven't been able to put that genie back in the bottle ever since. It awoken <laughs> something inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> and now I can't go a single day without someone tweeting me and being like, haha, you're horny for Pokemon. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm horny for a Pokemon. And it's called Low Punny. Right. It's only Low Punny now. Yeah. It's the object of your desires. Josh, we um we took on Whitney this week. Kind of like a city slicker leg. We spent most of our time in Goldenrod. Oh yeah. I've got a uh Goldenrod. Um <laughs> Yeah, I <laughs> I was just waiting for that one. I was <laughs> like, I'm not gonna say it. I don't need to be associated with it. It's not my brand. <laughs> we should set up uh put a little uh disclaimer on the episode because it's been sort of a wild couple days for us oh yeah in podcasting adventures the bug catchers don't know what's coming it's spring break woo in connecticut boo <laughs> so my son is home from daycare yeah boo it sucks <laughs> so we packed up the car and drove to my wife's parents place in new york not city state mm -hmm. i packed up my mic and i've got my whole mobile rig ready uh, and we tried to record last night, but the only room that was available was like their HVAC room. And it sounded like I was recording in a turbine engine of a 747. So all we did was record the ad. Yeah. And our battle. So we've actually already battled. We flipped a coin yesterday and it came up heads. So Josh and I battled. Yeah. You'll hear that at the end of the episode. There's a lot of weird time 
paradoxes in this one. Yeah, it starts getting layered. It's like a little of a three-body problem kind of a situation. It's present us for you. Right. And future us for us. To us, according but to past the, us for us, us too. We're recording yesterday. It's yesterday's yesterday's past and yesterday's future as well. I wonder if we had been able to record the episode, the whole thing last night, if we'd be in a totally different situation today. It's a butterfly effect, ma'am. That kind of a thing could have changed our whole lives today. I'm glad we didn't, because like one of us could have easily died. That's true. Meteor could have come shooting through our roof and just incinerated us. Oh yeah. So. I'm glad we ended up where we're at. So we're recording here. It's a Wednesday night, and um, I'm in a home with my wife and her parents, and it's it's quiet hours. So I'm not going to be as belligerent, I think, <laughs> oh. <laughs> as usual. Okay, you think. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll still, you know, I'll get down. All right. I'll get wild. I don't care. Okay. Well, it sounds like the belligerence is already bubbling up to the surface. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I almost can't help it. <laughs> Joshua, we started our journey this week in Azalea Town. Yeah. We just got done taking on Bugsy, the bug boss. Oh, Bugsy. We both beat him pretty easily. Mm -hmm. Now we're on our way to Route 34. No, I like. Oh, no, you didn't. No, no, no. You didn't do I Yeah, so you skipped ahead and you did the far fetched, far fielched side quest in Ilex Forest. Mm -hmm. I did it for the first time. Pretty fun now, right? Way better than in the original. The original was just you're corralling them around one of them, right? It's just one. Yeah, yeah. One in the last game, two in this one. It's two in this one, and it's over to the like east, and it's in like a different area that they built out in Ilex Forest. And there's little like twigs and sticks on the ground. Yeah. And if you step on them, then it will trigger the far-fetched to like look in that direction. And so you have to strategically figure out the ones that you should step on in order to make the far-fetched look there. And then you need to like sneak around. then maneuver around to right. sneak up on it. It was cool. It's good. It's fun. The first one is easy just to, to teach you the rules. And then the second one's pretty challenging. Yeah. It took me longer than I care to admit. It saw me once and I had to do it a couple more times. It also made the entire Ilex forest feel a lot larger and like a winding, scary woods. Like, it should feel like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Plus, you get like little patches of sunlight oh, that it's beautiful. stream through the canopy of the trees. Really good. I know I say this every gen, but like, I feel like this is the best game so far. It's just so polished. It's so clean. The mechanics are so good. Like, they took everything that didn't work about gold and silver and made them work it's just like, it's so dang fun. I was telling this to Josh off mic the other day, but like, it's the first time in a while where like, I am genuinely excited to pick up my Game Boy and play. Same. Like most of the time it's like, ah, I gotta get, I gotta get through the leg. But this time it's just like, man, I'm so excited to keep playing. And I don't know if it's because of Nuzlocke. Nuzlocke is exciting because it's like, who am I going to get? You know? You never know what you're going to get. But it's also just like, it's such a good game. It's so well polished. I like it. Me too. You beat the Farfetch quest. You catch the two far. Fetch eye. Well, you return them to... To some, like, crony of the charcoal maker. Yeah, that's right. The charcoal maker's apprentice. You return to him, and then the charcoal maker comes and, and greets you, and he's like, oh, thank you. Um, Please have this 
HM cut. It's confusing because you can get charcoal eventually from these people. If you go back to his house, he'll give you charcoal yeah. because he's actually the charcoal master because he's cutting trees to make charcoal. Yeah, well, they call it the cutting master, but it's the charcoal master, really. Imagine that, like mastering an art form just to make charcoal. Seems like a waste of talent to me. Yeah. The other interesting thing that happens in Ilex Forest is if you journey a little deeper into the woods, you'll find some maniac who's just bonking his dang head <laughs> against trees. Yeah. If you approach him, he'll say, oh, thank you for coming. Um, I'm the headbutt master. I know how to headbutt really good. He loves it. I'm willing to teach one of your Pokemon headbutt. Actually, I think he's probably willing to teach any number of your Pokemon headbutt. I tested that because I was like, I actually think the headbutt TM is quite useful in general, especially like early mid game. And I was like, oh, I have to actually think about this. Like, who do I teach it to? I taught it to my Bayleaf, and then I talked to him again immediately. And he was like, oh, yeah, he'll teach it again. He'll teach it as many times as you want. It's the first time I've seen this where the move trainer will just continually teach your Pokemon this move right. as long as you go out and pay tribute to him in the middle of this forest. If he weren't so useful, it's definitely trainer danger material. He's like, come to the woods with me, yeah, and I'll teach you headbutt. And you have to deal with some guy with a bloody, like, Forehead, forehead and like black eyes are you watching that QAnon documentary on hbo i don't i don't think i can get involved with that <laughs> it's pretty good but the guy who's probably QAnon is like a weirdo and he likes to do this thing where he goes into his backyard every day and punches a piece of wood over and over again Oh, to, like, form calluses on his knuckles. That's what this guy's like. He probably runs, like, a shadow profile on the internet that's tricked all of our parents into, like, hating vaccines or whatever. Oh, yeah. This guy's got that all over him, you know? Yeah. I think if you're probably into QAnon, then you're into QAnon. I mean, I don't think... <laughs> I think probable... <laughs> Is uh is eventually going to go I to? It, I think Q's got a lot of interesting things to say. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're already saying that, <laughs> I'm not a Q believer. The game but, you know, is I up. just think he's got a lot. I think he's got a lot of interesting things to say. The other thing that is interesting in here that is uh substantially different from the original game is uh a kimono girl is hanging out. Oh yeah, she in like the, in the forest. I barely remember the kimono girls. We interact with them in Ecritique. Yeah, that's right. And you just fight their evolutions, Right. But I had heard that they're like a little more prominent in this remake. But I didn't think we would just run into one in the forest and she's like lost. Oh, and then your lead Pokemon like yeah. ushers her out. And I had Geodude up front at the time, and which is like one of the most awkward Pokemon I've seen so far <laughs> as your follower. Does he bounce? And he just like, he yeah, he bounces over <laughs> to like lead the kimono girl out like a pointer in the right direction i could see how it made sense when they were developing pokemon red and green in japan originally to have all these pokemon that seemingly just float like all the water pokemon and geo dude and like all these other pokemon yeah but it must have been such a pain in the ass for the anime writers and illustrators to be like what the fuck do we do with geo dude right <laughs> like does he just roll Rolling makes a lot of sense because it learns rollout, but right. you would also kind of think it does like basically a like a windmill thing, or just like walks on its arms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was probably a lot to have to animate, though. <laughs> There's just like no explanation for how like uh, Whale Lord 
no it's just trotting along behind you god i hope that we get a gyarados or a waylord or something in this so that we can see what it does <laughs> i bet it they both learn surf i bet it just creates like a riptide tidal wave it just floats on it. That would be cool. That would be cool. I mean, I feel like some of them, like those should take up at least two squares, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> One square for a Waylord. That would be cool. It'd be cool if they took up tons of squares. Speaking of squares, what kind of Pokemon did you find in here when you stepped on a square? Oddish. Oddish. I don't think I'm going to run it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, you already had one. Yeah, because I went here through here last week. Right, but then right. you and I discussed a little bit, and I thought, like, maybe I can play an Oddish, maybe I can get to Vileplume and, like, have a cool plant-type Pokemon because I don't have any other um, plant options on the team. <laughs> Grass. <laughs> Grass. And honestly, as you will discover later, bug catchers, Grass is a bit of an issue for me. Yeah. I don't know why I have some hang-up. I never say it's, like, my favorite, but I actually do like Grass-type quite a bit. Yeah, I pretty much always have a grass type Pokemon on my final team one way or another, but I don't really think about it. It just happens. I kind of like grass type too, but it's just like, I don't, I don't want to, I like Oddish is such well-trod territory on this show now, you know, like yeah. Gloom has been my, you make me barf Pokemon at least once a season since we started. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's up there with the Unones. Yeah. I think both of us have run Vileplumes at some point. So I'm hoping to find some a little more interesting uh, grass type before the game is over. I got an interesting one in here. Who's that? Which I found out in retrospect has a 5% chance Paris. Oh, Paris is grass type? It's grass and bug. Yeah. I just assumed it was pure bug. Both. Huh. Its name is Booger, which apparently is a pet salamander that you owned. What a what a brief and Is that and an animal that you can own? I thought that was just like a wild animal. What a brief and <laughs> treacherous relationship Booger and I had. Here's what we did. My dad is a an avid 5K runner. Humble brag. So he was running a 5K in my in my hometown of Fort Collins, Colorado, which ended in the old CSU stadium. Okay. And we were sitting there in the grass of the football field waiting for my dad to finish the race and come meet us. And I put my hand down in the in the grass and I felt something slimy like a booger. And I looked and it was a salamander. And I said to my mom, look at this, it's a salamander. I'm going to keep it. And she's like, okay. <laughs> Why not? So I took it yeah. and it turns out that salamanders essentially just constantly need to be wet. So he started to dry out and die. Oh my God. And then I dropped him in a parking lot and his I started to bleed, oh and I was God. traumatized by it. It was your fault. And then we drove by Horsetooth Reservoir, and I, I was like, I, I don't know what to do with this fucking salamander. <laughs> I'm just going to let him go in the reservoir. So he was my pet for less than a day, but it was a, it was a, deep, a deep love that we shared wow. for one another. So That reminds me of the love affair that I had with a baby octopus that I found once. You decided to keep it? Yeah, I was also... A child, I don't know, probably six or seven. Oh, or I was, I was twenty, <laughs> twenty, twenty-one. I think I was, I was probably like nine. Yeah, I think I was about that age, and I do not remember what it was named. I'm sure I named it. Okay, but yeah, I, I found it on in a tide pool in this beach in Seattle, Shoshol. Excuse me, Shoshol. Shoshol. Yeah, I have no idea how to spell it. Okay. And yeah, it was also a day long thing. Yeah. Because it was like, look, I found a fucking octopus, which is crazy. Yeah. It was like an inch diameter. Abandoned by its mommy. In a tide pool, probably like washed up in there. 
kind of a coral color, picked it up, scooped it up in a bucket. My parents were humoring me too. And they're like, uh, all right, well, we're going to need to buy a fucking aquarium. I don't think that we can afford just getting like a giant aquarium with (laughs) seawater that we're going to maintain. Yeah. And, uh, we had to return it by the end of the day. It did survive. Booger survived too. It swam off in the reservoir and seemed quite happy. Oh, okay. You saw it swim away. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I don't know anything about fucking raising a salamander. I'm glad. I'm not ready for that amount of responsibility. I think it would be tough. Yeah. Oh, so Booger's back in my life. Yeah. You going to hold on to this Paris, you think? If my Bailey for Meganium dies, Paris is probably what I will swap in to make it more interesting. Right. Sack. but it's boxed that's fine it kind of hurt actually it hurt to, to think about i'm sorry again so yeah it just felt like that's what paris is yeah that thing is definitely slimy i would hate to touch one honestly i would hate it i mean i think you would get like a fungal infection right exactly the paris parasite took over this like crab's body right you don't even know what it was yeah it's like a fungus and then it becomes entirely the fungus the fungus like becomes sentient and locomotes yeah disgust all it's got left are the little claws would never want to touch that (laughs) so that's alex forest once you're on the other side the southern side of route 34 you don't get very far into route 34 before lyra assails you yeah and says hey let me show you my grandparents place because canonically, apparently, her grandparents run the daycare center here. Apparently, yeah. And I popped in. I said, hi. They make you. <laughs> right. The grandma makes some jokes about, like, that you're her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. You're dating her. Yeah. It's a little uncomfortable. That was uncomfortable for you? Yeah. It was uncomfortable for me because it's like, I've only got eyes for low pony, baby. I don't. <laughs> a little early for Stanner to be settling down in his journey. <laughs> um. There's not much you can do. You can drop off a daycare pet at this point, but... Well, we can't. We can't. That's one of our bonus rules is the daycare is not allowed. The only other notable thing for me on this route was Joshy Sweetie. Who's that? Picnicker Gina's Bulbasaur. Oh, the Josh. I mean... What a basic I beat. can't... I was debating between that and Raichu. There's not much to work with so far. I guess. I don't know that Bulbasaur has been a sweetie before officially, though. And look at how it rears up like a cat that's about to pounce, which it's is cute. fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I, mean, I do Bulbasaur like it. Is always it just feels like sweetie. it feels basic. Okay. What would you suggest should be the sweetie this episode, then? <sighs> I'm glad you asked. How about that? Hmm... Now it's not so easy. You know, I collect a list every week and I choose the sweetie. There were other ones that were options, but I evaluated it. Surely. And I was one like, of those... Bulbasaur has not even made the, the cut technically. Oh, this is your first time mentioning Bulbasaur? As the sweetie, yeah. Wow. This is the first time that Bulbasaur is actually officially a sweetie, which is very obvious. But surely not redundant. One of these ladies in the gym had something cute. Jigglypuff was looking good. I thought about that. It does a little like, you know, the um, the down throw in Super Smash Brothers where Jigglypuff will like roll over the body of the player it's throwing. It does that 
in this, which I really liked. Yeah. Or maybe one of those people in the underground had something good. I'm gonna I'm gonna nail this. Okay. How do I find the underground? It's the Goldenrod Tunnel. Here it is. Let's see what we got. Let's see what kind of talent we're working with here. I will say, well, I have a couple of comments about the Goldenrod Tunnel, but now I don't want to skip ahead. Oh, I have a couple of comments about it too. No, the Goldenrod Tunnel is a fucking nightmare. Everything is so ugly. Okay. All right. So let's... now you see, picking yeah, okay, a sweetie right. is Bulbasaur's... not that easy. Bulbasaur is the right choice here. Raichu was in National Park, and I almost did that, but Raichu has been the sweetie before. Yeah. I just love Raichu. Me too. Raichu's a, a looker. What'd you catch on Route 34? You wouldn't believe it, Josh. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect from Route 34, but it's a long-ass route with lots of grass and lots of trainers. Uh-huh. And in the middle of it is a guard station. Yeah, there's a guard you can only fight at night. I waited until I got to the guard station and then dipped into the little patch of grass right there. Yeah. And the second I stepped foot into the grass, I was attacked by a Pokemon called Ditto. 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 And got I, a and Ditto. I, I literally thought at the time, I was like, they really juiced the Dittos in this game. Like, I remember last time I tried to catch a Ditto was in maybe the first season. I think so. I don't remember. I just remember trying to find a Ditto. And it was like a 2% chance on one route. So I was like, oh, they really are like throwing out the Dittos now. And I caught it and then went and looked it up. And it's apparently a 4% chance. Jesus. Or 5%, something. I don't know. Yeah, 5%. I'm looking at it because I wanted to check mine too. So I caught a ditto, and I got to admit, I'm kind of having a little bit of fun with him. I was hoping one of us would get ditto because this is the opportunity to try ditto out. Yeah, Because yeah, it's yeah. like, what? See, fuck around, find out, and if it dies, it's like, okay, whatever, you know? Yeah, it's just a ditto. Like, your team is going to be fine if you lose a ditto. It's pretty interesting. But what if it's interesting, and what if it's good? <laughs> it's kind of fun. Um, here's something I didn't know about ditto, is when you do use transform, your PPs are cut to, like, nothing. Oh, really? You don't get all the PPs no, from no, the no. Pokemon? If the Pokemon you're, you're challenging has, like, 20 PP and, like, cut, or whatever you'll only get like four what yeah so it's really only good for like one pokemon you can't really keep it in battle for the entire game and i think that's why they do it okay i think they do it so that you you can't transform into like some boss pokemon and then just keep it in i see and just keep battling yeah but it's not like overpowered i don't know no it sucks <laughs> it's it, not very it sucks in a lot of ways you have to waste so many turns just getting it transformed and by then it's like at half health <laughs> right but once it's transformed it's kind of fun i i will get to it later but i took on most of G- whitney's gym with it and it was like it was pretty wild that's fun it's sort of it's well equipped for a gym like whitney's because they're all normal types and it's gender neutral <laughs> right yeah yeah we'll, we'll get Should to it in get a bit into yeah so Route 34 is, you know, it is what it is. What, what did you catch here? I got an Abra, which I just looked up, is also a 10%. I, I don't know how and we it both it wasn't like... Dupes Claws. I literally was the first one that came out. Me too. But I knew they were here, so I had Butterfree up front. And I mayor sleeped it, and I caught that Abra. Uh, I, I also had um, Noctowl up front. Who knows hypnosis? Yeah, I was hoping that this would happen, and it happened. Yeah. So I have an Abra again. What a fun route for both of us. What an unexpected route for both of us. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, good run. Paris is not great, but like that's a 5%. Right. I got a 5% and a 10%. We've got the benefit of the dupes clause in this 
run. Yeah, so it could have happened. I it's more of just like both of them for me were the first encounter. Yeah, yeah, me too. It was like it was yeah, literally was the, f- the first one for you. The too. first step I took into tall grass and the entire route was yeah. a ditto. That's pretty wild. I know it's not true, but I still am convinced that like the further you go into an area, the more likely you are to get the good yeah. Pokemon. That's your QAnon. Yeah, that's my QAnon. <laughs> I, I will say, it's a pretty short leg. We just did Ilex, Route 34, and then you're in Goldenrod. So we did decide to kind of bump it and go up and do the... It, it, we also, like, we realized that we were going to record on a Tuesday, so we're like, oh, we should just do the National Park bug catching contest since it's a Tuesday and it only runs on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Yeah. So we added a little bit on the end. Yeah, we did. Outside of Goldenrod. This is all elaborated upon in the catchable areas spreadsheet that is now on shared on our social channels. Yeah, yeah. You can check out the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash bug catchers or the Twitter. It is listed on both of them. We've made a sheet that you can copy and use it to track exactly where we will be counting as first encounters. And we omitted... Yeah static and scripted uh because you can't catch those yeah so national park is two i'm gonna go pin it to the top of the twitter right now so you can find it easily bug catchers yeah that's good now that we've made it through 34 we're in goldenrod and joshua where there's so many sights there's so many lights uh-huh. there's so many sounds in goldenrod uh-huh yeah i'm just like i'm like it's like the first time i visited new york and like walked into times square it's like sorry i oh. What do I do? Do I go to Bubba Gump Shrimp Company first? Do I go to M&M World first? Can't take your eyes off that giant lit up TV screen with the mill tank on it. <laughs> Actually, you know what? The first time I did go to New York, it was like 98. And all of the like trinket shops in Times Square, they all had Pokemon in the front window. It was like a dream come true for me. Oh, but man. like it had just become like a craze in the US. So like all the places that like sell like statue of liberty <laughs> statuettes yeah they just had like you know snorlax dolls in the front yeah, displays Pikachu's. Yeah. yeah so many sights so many sounds i would love to hear where you started in goldenrod city josh after this break yeah no comment <laughs> joshua we took a break And I went out, I opened the door to the guest room, and my wife and her parents were all in the den, just outside the guest room, watching Rachel Maddow. It's just outside this room? Yeah. Oh, no. And uh, I kind of looked in, I was like, oh, everyone's still up. Uh, You guys, uh, I wasn't being too loud, was I? (laughs) Please say you didn't hear me. (laughs) Like, oh, no, we didn't hear a thing. I was like, oh, thank God. Got Matto on blast. Thank God, because I was talking about how sexy these dang bunny Pokemon are the entire time, and it's just not something I feel like I can or need to explain right now, you know? I'm a red-blooded man, aren't I? Yeah. (laughs) Still got blood coursing through your veins. Pandemic hasn't gotten you down. So Jamie's parents didn't know about this proclivity going into the whole thing? (sighs) Oh. I don't think so. I don't even think Jamie knows how how uh <laughs> how real it's gotten. Yeah, okay. It's part of your internet persona now. <laughs> yeah. One of them. Yeah. There's so many of them now. 
All right, so we're in we're in Goldenrod. Uh-huh. Lots to do here, lots to see. Beautiful. I beelined right for the game corner. Oh my god. Got to blow some precious cash on the game corner, don't I? You you can't even blow money on this one. I'm addicted to this shit. You are into this Voltorb flip? No, the Voltorb flip game sucks. There aren't even slots for you to, of who's one arm for you to rob. I know, I know. The Voltorb flip game sucks. What the hell it's is this? It's so bad. I don't ever like the game corner, and I think that's already on the record, but if it isn't, I unequivocally, I think the game corner is bullshit. But like, at least in the other games, it has a casino vibe and like, People are ruining their lives, they're running out of money, they're breaking up their families, they're just, they gotta just run the slots, and I get that. But here it's like some fucking weirdo, and like two cronies, in like a poorly lit club. The exterior is stunning. Yeah, the exterior is stunning, they blew it's all their money It's got like neon that. lights and like a big diamond sign, it's cool. But it's got one game, and you are just sitting at a table with this man who is just like, make my day. Well, this this game existed Play Flip. in a pretty similar iteration in Gen 2. But it didn't have slots too, though. Like it there just slots aren't two, even though. slots anymore. But now all there is 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 Voltorb Flip, and it's such a bad game. God, it's so bad. I actually I want like to impossible be- to understand. And like, well, it's, it's sort of like it's like it's like I I can't remember if it's on the Switch or 3DS, but it's called Mario Picross. I know the name, but I have never played that. Yeah, you have to do like logic puzzles to fill in boxes. So it's a little a little like that. Like. It's kind of a grid of cards and you flip them over and there's numbers on them. But then if you catch a Voltorb, it'll like blow up the board and you lose. Oh, you know what it's like? It's like um, it's like um, that game that was on Windows 95. Well, Minesweeper. Minesweeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, I think it's more similar to that. It's like on the far right side of the board, there will be a little Voltorb icon and then it will say like zero or it will say two or three or one or whatever. Right. And then that indicates how many Voltorbs are in the row to the left of it. Right. And I think it's like five. It's five by five, the grid. Yeah. So what you're trying to do is line up as many as possible that are not Voltorbs and it's multipliers. That's how pick cross works. Okay. So it's maybe it's more similar to that. It's a little both um, because the Voltorbs explode like in Minesweeper, but... You just can't make money on this thing. No. I actually gave it like 20 minutes to actually have a comment on this. And like, it's basically impossible. Yeah, it's very difficult. It's like a logic and game. So it's not you're really You're making fucking like three coins most of the time. Right. It sucks. If you don't just blow up. I wonder how many coins you could make. So in their example, in the explainer, it's basically like you're trying to find all of the twos and threes. And I think there's two of each. Listen to this. Josh, mechanics, gameplay. Voltorb Flip was described in a pre-release review as a cross between Picross and Minesweeper. Oh, wow. Look <laughs> at us. <laughs> the game sucks, but that's great that we got that right. Oh, now. here we go. You can make 3,456 coins, which honestly is not that fucking much. You need 10,000 to get Ice Beam? So you have to play a perfect game four times, a little over three times to even fucking get one TM that anyone would give a damn about? That's level eight. I guess I didn't check on this, but I remember in Platinum when I was buying these TMs, I just dropped, I think, 80,000 bucks. 
Yeah. Easily, I'd rather spend $80,000. It's the worst game. <laughs> you know what they should do with these game corners? Why don't they just it's put... cool. It's cool that it's logic. Like, it's cool that it's logic rather than chance, you know? It's like... Yeah. It incentivizes, like, actually sitting there and doing it, but it's just, I'll like, it it's that. so hard. Why don't they just put Pokemon Pinball in these game corners? Right? That would be so fucking good. Now that's a game. Oh, why didn't we ever play Pokemon Pinball for, as an interstitial? I don't think there's very much to comment about, <laughs> to be honest. There's, like, entire podcasts about pinball. Are there? They just talk about, like, the pinball machines or shit. I don't know. It's, like, a big like thing. Like, they review pinball machines? I'm not, like, a pin boy, which I assume is what they call themselves. Yeah, definitely. That's what they would go for, pin boy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fine. I accidentally once stumbled into, like, a <laughs> pinball club in Manhattan. Oh no! <laughs> it was like after work, and I was just looking for a place to like get a happy hour drink with someone. But it's not barcade. What is a pinball club? It's like for pinball, like serious pinball players. Like they go and just like play pinball. Something about that. And is they, like we were just extra like fucked up. So clearly unwelcome. We we're just like we just want to have a drink, and they're like you're not here to play pinball. And it's like nope, don't even like pinball. I don't like pinball. I like Pokemon pinball. Yeah, and that uh, the wind. Speaking of. The Windows 98, like, what is that? Oh, yeah, Space Cadet. Space Cadet pinball. That was <laughs> fucking slapped. I recently learned on a YouTube channel called LGR that apparently that was a demo yeah. of a larger game, and the actual game had, like, five levels, like, five boards you could play, yeah, and Space we- Cadet was just one of them. But it was like, why why <laughs> mess with success? You've already given me Space Cadet. It was Cadet. a perfect game. Yeah. Why, am I, why would I pay for imperfection potentially Mm -hmm. when i what i have is perfect i'm not gonna pay you for an inferior product exactly although isn't that the premise of windows this game sucks hey yeah yeah voltorb Voltorb flip sucks still sucks i might try to figure it out just because some of those tms you can buy are so useful i'm just gonna get rich or die trying otherwise yeah well my pokemon will die trying i was just slamming a at some point and made the mistake of sending money to my mom oh not this time. Do I have to go visit her to turn yes. that off? You have to pay tribute. <laughs> not this time for me. I don't want that Snorlax doll. I've done it before, and I'm not doing it again. It's sting. She keeps tech, like calling me and being like, oops, I spent your money. <laughs> Some guy's going to deliver it to you at the next Pokemart, and then I always go, and it's just like paralyzed heel. It's like, thanks. Thanks, mom. Right. So I have to go turn it off because I need all the money I can get. It's so far... <laughs> been a little rough generating money yeah platinum i was rolling in it i was just last night breeding the egg that i will be importing Mm -hmm. and i checked and after buffing all of those evs basically i think all of them are maxed on candies and shit i still have four hundred and seventy five thousand dollars sitting around jesus four hundred and seventy five thousand yeah, and I haven't... I mean, I didn't buy a bunch of shit at the resort. I feel like I did well last gen, but, like, not that well. Well, the thing was that I had the amulet coin. There's something I wasted a bunch of money on, and now I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was TMs. It was TMs at the fucking um, the department, department store. store. Yeah. Early, early in the game, so I never quite recovered from well, that. Well, let's talk about the department store in Goldenrod. Yes, here's where the department store is. I essentially didn't go in. I did, but I didn't explore it very much because I don't have... I'm not liquid, as they say. (laughs) Right. Yeah, you didn't want to get tempted. All my cash, all my cash is tied up in mom right now. Yeah, but you put all of your investments in one future, and that's not a good idea. Yeah, that's bad. 
Although I've done that in real life too. <laughs> Every time you tell me about some stock you own, I'm just like, okay, chump. I'm here sitting on my Bitcoin. <laughs> it just keeps going up. Get in on that Roblox. That's what everybody's talking about these days. That's what everyone's talking about in 2018. Well, it only IPO'd like uh, a few weeks ago. Okay, so it's all downhill from here. Yeah, well, they, they got some deal with Hasbro this week, so now it's popping off, and I'm uh, pissed off that I sold your stuff on Roblox. Oh, I thought, I thought you were. No, I have Hasbro, though. Humble oh, that's good. Yeah, it was good for me. I'm not going to lie, it was all right for me. This is stock tips. Stock chat. <laughs> stock tips with uh, Josh and Tanner. The Or crypto tips. No, I'm not. I've read a number of articles about cryptocurrency, and I still don't get it. And I think I'm just going to let you it go. You don't have to get it. You don't I'm have to let get it. Go. Just put money in it, and all of a sudden nah. the money is doubled. I'm going to let it go. <laughs> I'm going to let that one go. Okay. <laughs> this is not a financial podcast. Please do not take any of our advice as financial advice. It's all just for entertainment purposes only. You, you cannot got, sue us for this. You got some You got some crypto? I got Bitcoin, man, and it just keeps making me money. Holy shit. It just never stops going up. Oh, so I guess you're going to leave the podcast one of these days when you're just a sure, Bitcoinaire. With the, with the $150 I put into Bitcoin, that's now $300. I'm going to leave the podcast. <laughs> you don't need this. Chump change. I, a couple weeks ago, I was talking to my wife. I was like, do you think it's a good idea to put all of our savings into Bitcoin? <laughs> and she was like, no, I think it's a bad idea. I was like, yeah, probably. It's bad. <laughs> and bug catchers, don't tweet at us about crypto. We don't care. We don't care. I'm not interested. We don't care about stocks. We don't care I about like crypto. I like cold, hard cash. I care about putting all of my money into collectible toys from the 1980s how did you feel about the fact that um jar jar binks is not making the cut for that uh obi-wan kenobi series on disney plus well, i feel insulted it's insulted pretty discriminatory jar jar binks is a pretty important figure in obi-wan kenobi's life i thought so i thought so too i just rewatched the episode one for the other podcast and jar jar binks is a major player you know and in the extended universe like he, he becomes a fucking senator that's pretty important. It's ins it's insulting. It's insulting. Yeah, I felt the same way, and I'm not even a Jar Jar Binks head. A Jar Jar head. For the other podcast, we just watched episode one, and Jack watched it with his three-year-old son. Yeah. And for the following, like, three or four days, his son really, his son, his name is Cyril, he really latched on to Watto. Oh, at the, the pod like, racer, like? Slave, traitor, like, junk shop owner. Terror, yeah. And kept insisting that he is Watto. <laughs> and then went to the playground one day and a little boy like approached him and was like, hey, my name's Mike. What's your name? And he's like, Watto. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, Toydarians don't like to play or something like that. Like he's become Watto. Oh my God. And I don't have the heart to tell him what an in, uh, culturally insensitive and bad character <laughs> Watto is. Well, Cyril's going to get canceled. Yeah, yeah, Cyril's canceled. Might as well get it over with early on, you know? Yeah, three. That's good. <laughs> it's all upside. Got a lot of time to level it back out. Did you do anything in department store? Yeah, the main thing was that they made the basement a lot more robust. They've got, like, mm -hmm. a couple of, like, dudes down there who will instruct the machokes to move the boxes this time and there is an area we can't access yet that has another item in it we're gonna get to that when we get to the team rocket hangout right underground but for now you can just get like an 
ether and like an ultra ball and whatever. Yeah. The main thing though is the rooftop atrium. Ooh, I didn't make it up there. Tell me. You pay 300 bucks and then you can get one of three prizes. And depending on the day, it changes. So all I got was an Asper berry, which of course. Asper. 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 I don't know. Asper is good. I don't even fucking know what it does. And frankly, I don't care. Wait, this is bringing something to mind for me. I don't quite remember who I interacted with or what the context was, but there was someone you could pay some amount of money to who would just give you like a mystery prize. Was that in the underground? Yeah, I think it's in the underground. And I did do that as well. You just give them money and they give you some random item. It's like a hundred bucks and you get like a random item. That's like not a That's bad a good deal. deal. This guy. Yeah. This is a gambling town. This is fucking Macau over here, Goldenrod. <laughs> um Quickly on the rooftop atrium, I thought it was stupid because I got a berry, but then I looked it up for this outline for the episode, and you can get sick TMs if you get first prize or second prize. Second prize is uh, rare balls, like luxury balls, repeat balls, quick balls, etc. First prize, though, you can get dragon claw, shadow claw, flash cannon, charge beam, drain punch, facade, and silver wind. All of those are good. Those are all good. And it's 300 bucks, but you randomly get it. Silverwind's kind of hard to find. Yeah. And Drain Punch, I wanted to use a bunch in Platinum, but you only get one, so I never even taught it to anyone because I'm like a TM hoarder. That's not bad. I'm going to have to make my way up there. So it, it changes on the day, so it behooves you to actually go there every day that you're playing this game. Yeah. Other sort of forgettable sights and sounds in Goldenrod include the Name Raider... Who's got a circus tent? <laughs> like he's in a circus tent now. Did you ever play Chrono Trigger on the SNES? No, I'm very familiar with it. God, you but gotta I play it. I think not it's not allowed it's, to have an SNES. It's maybe the best RPG, JRPG ever made. It looks beautiful. I mean, I've just watched videos of it. It's so good. And like read about the story. I think it looks fucking great, but I've never done it. It's on Advance. Didn't they re-release it on Advance or something? On DS. Now own many of? A DS cart. Yeah, shit, man. I actually, I will do that. In fact, remember how I lost my DS at fucking Hartley's? Yeah. The fucking game that was in the DS was Chrono Trigger, and now it's like skyrocketed in price. Dara's playing it, I'm sure. My fucking dickhead. <laughs> the pregame of, of Chrono Trigger, there's a very, very similar sort of like fortune teller tent. But yeah, now the name Raider's in like a tent, and he's like a... A mystic. I like it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, I think the name raider, they don't do enough with it. It's like, why wouldn't he just be kind of like this weird soothsayer in like a fucking circus tent? Right. Why not? Some of the other sort of forgettable landmarks in Goldenrod is Bill lives here, but he's not there. He's on business. So it's just like his sister's like, my brother Bill built the Pokemon storage system. It's like, great. I don't care. Yeah. The only thing with that was that, did you notice to the west of their house? There's just a bell, like the Liberty Bell. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's like off in the bay. Sitting in the water. Yeah. No one comments on it. It's, you know, it's it's just set decoration, but it's like, it's a pretty fun little like landmark. Yeah, for like a harbor, which I think right. Goldenrod is. So that's kind of cool. There's also the mood tester who just tells you your Pokemon's um, friendship. friendship level. There's the flower shop. And after you beat Whitney, they'll give you a bucket that will um, convince the pseudo Wudo. Between Violet City and Route 
six the or way seven. To, at critique. Yeah. Yeah. Bike shop where you get a bike to advertise the bike shop. Magnet train, which is not usable yet, but will eventually be good and handy in the end game. And the global terminal, which is where you can connect to do battles and trades mm-hmm. online. So that's kind of all the, the forgettable shit. But one of the real notable landmarks here is the underground. Oh, yeah. You can either approach from the north or the south, and it's full of trainers. It's full of haircutters. It's full of fashionistas. Fashionistas. Oh, that's what it was. The guy will sell you fashion items. That's right. You pay $100, and you get, like, if someone gives you a fashion case, and then there's a guy in here who will, you just pay 100 bucks, and he'll give you, like, random fashion items. Which is like some huckster on the streets of New York City, actually. Going all the way I back. did it five or six times, and I got some pretty cool shit. I got, like, a surfboard. Oh, that's good. And, like, squirtle shades from, like, the what? season one of the anime. From, like, the squirtle squad? Yeah. And a top hat. And I took a picture of my ditto, like, wearing all of it. It looks great. Ditto with a top hat. God, I wish I had. That sounds good. Let me go get my Game Boy. I got to show you this picture. Let's keep chatting. I'm going to, in the background, make my way to the underground so I can get to the little, like, art museum down there. Yeah. So, Goldenrod Tunnel is all about fashion, and when you enter it, Lyra gives you the fashion case. And then, as Tanner mentioned, you've got the herb shop, which is, like, revival herb, like, the stuff that it's items that you could just buy at a mart, but they're a little cheaper, but the Pokemon do not like them. So I never buy those. Yeah, they taste they taste bad. The salon, which is where you can get little haircuts, and that will increase their friendship. And the bargain shop, which I did not see because I was not playing on a day that it's open, which is literally only Monday mornings from 4 a.m. to 9.59 a.m. And it's eBay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The merchant deals valuable items that are slightly marked down, and then you can sell them at a mart. So it's like a nugget... <laughs> It's, it's even better than I thought it was, than I remember Nuggets, it Nuggets, 4500 bucks, Big Pearls, 3500 and then, yeah, let's see this. <laughs> Wait, it's take, a, it's a desert take a landscape. photo of that also on your phone and send it to me. It's a desert landscape, and on it is a ditto in cool squirtle shades and a top hat standing on a first place podium, and he's singing a song into a microphone. God, it's the coolest pokemon i've ever seen and the title of the composition is pocket money the the alt title is josh fielstad the first night that he gets to do karaoke after this goddamn (laughs) pandemic i love this thing i i know i'd never get the the like contest like fashion shit but man setting up this this scene Buying like maybe a thousand dollars worth of like random items from this dude and setting up this scene was one of my finer moments in in Pokemon history. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> it's also with the sunglasses, it cuts off the smile so it looks like a smirk too. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a very self-satisfied ditto. Such fun. So yeah, then under the, other than the underground, the the real main attraction here is the radio tower, which is where we have to go next yeah whitney is not at the gym because she is clamoring for a radio card she wants to win the contest to get the radio card yeah going to radio tower i seem to remember there being more of a team rocket presence in gen 2 they're around they're lurking around they're around but they're not like they're not like threatening yet you know no but 
They want to lure you into a false sense of security. You've got access to two levels, the lobby and the, the second level. There's no Team Rocket grunts anywhere, except for like hanging out around outside. Yeah. Second level, just to cover it briefly, like there's a guard blocking the, the entrance to the third level. You can like interact with some of the hosts of the radio shows. Buena. Yeah, Buena. Buena's password is her show. And every day at 5 p.m. and a.m., 8 p.m. and a.m., etc., 11 p.m., you listen to her show, and then if you remember the the password, yeah, on the radio card, and then go back and tell her what it is, you get points, and you can get rare candies and nuggets and shit. You collect, um, I I don't remember what it's called now, stars? Cards, yeah. Yeah. And you use those to cash in for prizes. It's really rare that I'm playing it really basically any of those times, but I'm going to give it a whirl. Yeah, th- that's after you get the radio card, which uh, you can only get after winning the quiz, which did you? Which is the exact same as Gen 2. Yeah, so I knew my pitfall and I corrected it this time. What was your pitfall last time? I don't remember. The same thing that Whitney, who's Whitney there, will comment on? about, which is that <laughs> I was just sla- basically slamming A and I just read it as apricorns, but it said ap- apricots. apricots. Yeah. And that's what defeated Whitney as well. Yeah. But this time I, I got all of it right. So yeah, it's it's five questions. They're all pretty straightforward. I actually I whiffed the Professor Elm co-host one. Oh Marie, because yeah, it's Marie. Maria. They ask Maria. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had to do it twice, but I got it on the second one. I got all five right. So then you get the radio card, and Whitney confronts you, and she's jealous. Then she slinks off back to her gym. But before we could go take on Whitney, Joshua, oh we had to journey north. To Route 35, which is a, a, a brief route, but chock full of trainers. Yeah. Should we should we address the, the elephant in the room? The fire breather controversy? Fire breather controversy? Yeah. Towards the end of this route, there's a real Guy Fieri character. <laughs> and the person who alerted this to us was uh, Jacob Mendros. Yeah, on Twitter. At ChefCub69. Hell yeah. Via the OOC Pokemon Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Via the OOC Pokemon. Out of context Pokemon. Yeah. In Gen 2, this character wore a little, like, jester cap. Yeah. And was breathing fires. And his name was Fire Breather Dick. <laughs> yeah. But apparently in Gen 4, they've changed his name. First of all, they took away his little cap. And they've got two little, like, poofs. He looks like a... Wolverine meets Guy Fieri. Yeah. And they've renamed him Fire Breather Richard. <laughs> He's much more dignified now. And out of context, Pokemon's comment on that was, you cowards. <laughs> Which is very funny. Yeah, it's very good. So you take this on. I obviously, my starter is a water Pokemon, so it's like it was, it was, I made short work of Fire Breather Richard. No problem here. I mean, yeah, this yeah. is, I used. Uh, Ursula Gwyn, the uh, slowpoke as well. Who did you catch on Route 35? A drowsy. Yeah, there's a lot of drowsies here. Yeah, I originally thought that was unique, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm glad of a backup psychic, and I am trying to, I will be diversifying my team and playing people I'm not used to, but like, I have to do Abra, Kadabra, and Alakazam, obviously, but uh, yep. the drowsy is Atris, the uh, Atris. mist character yep the dad in mist who creates the mist books also the um star of the mist reader three mist novellas 
Wow. I read that on the wiki. Compiled yeah. into one text. Yeah. I didn't know about those, but they're good. Man, they're good. Uh, I caught a Nidoran male here. Oh, that's... I wanted a Nidoran. I think there's ample opportunities to catch Nidoran males and females here. Yeah, they're less common than you would think, though. Really? Because it's the first thing I encountered, and I encountered them, like, I would say two out of three times on this route as I was grinding levels. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I didn't have to invoke Dupes Claws. Drowsy was my first one. But Mm -hmm. I want to run a Nido King or a Nido Queen, and I don't have one yet, so... Now it's the, the kind of... Not main event, but the opener. the headliner. Not the headliner. The opener. Yeah. We made our way to National Park because it was a Tuesday to do the bug catching contest. I'm reading the notes here, Josh, our shared note file. You've written here a beautiful title card here. I strongly disagree. It's like a beautiful like sunset. Do you see who was peeking out of the sun the, kerns? The, the, the tall grass? Yeah. A heinous little Pokemon called Sunkern. I don't like Sunkern. He's a creep too. He's just like you can just sort of barely see him taking his ugly little face out of the grass. Like, I'm watching you. Yeah, it's I don't... disgusting. I don't like Sunkern, but we've talked about how, like, the caves have pretty much bullshit title cards most of the time. Yeah. I just like that they're integrating a Pokemon that's endemic to the environment in an interesting way. What about Slowpoke Well? What about Slowpoke Well? Slowpoke Well is the best one. I'm not... That's the gold standard. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Can I tell well, you a secret? crazy. This is the silver standard here. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. You've got a package on the way. Okay. I bought us both 24 by 36 posters of the slow poke well art. That's a thing? <laughs> no, I just made it. It was already a thing? No, I made it. I went to like a print your own poster website. You know I'm moving, so I'm going to frame that. <laughs> Perfect. Beautiful. Right. I have no idea how long it's going to take them. Thank you. We might have to change your address, but I got it for us both. I was going to hang it next to my Jar Jars. Oh, I'm not moving for like... podcasting studio. uh, Seven weeks. I just meant... It'll definitely be there. Art's my new thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll start your collection. Thank you. I can't wait. You and I had a little debate about the rules in this section because oh yeah, what we decided was that the bug catching contest counts as one catchable area right in National Park, but once that's over, we can catch another Pokemon in National Park yeah outside of the context of the bug catching contest, which didn't serve me well. It was basically pointless. Yeah, so here's what I did: I saw the sun current in the the splash art, and was like, "I'm no way I'm going to risk." <laughs> Risk catching a Sunkern. Mm-hmm. So instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to use Headbutt. Yeah, I realized this after I'd already fucking gotten trapped with a Metapod. And what I would have, should have done but is that. I didn't get up there again after beating Whitney. So starting next episode, I will get up there and do Headbutts okay, and so try to catch. Because I looked it up and like, you've got a chance of catching some pretty interesting Pokemon. It's like Ladyba, Execute, and... Pineco. Execute would be pretty fucking good. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go do some headbutting. I mean, I'm like knee deep in bugs and grass types at this point. So it like literally doesn't matter. The only reason that I would want a headbutt is that maybe I can get a hair across. I sort of like Pineco because it turns into Fortress who's got like a billion hit points, which I, I think is a it Pokemon is hideous, tactic though. I like. I know it is disgusting that's yeah that's your new thing but what we did was um the bug catching contest which is a thing where you approach 
on a Tuesday, Thursday, or Saturday, and someone will tell you about the bug catching contest. It's a lot like Safari Zone. They'll give you 20 sport balls. And 20 minutes as well. And 20 minutes. And you get to go out there and you get to catch as many Pokemon as you want, except whatever Pokemon you catch will either replace or get thrown away the Pokemon that you have. So like you go and you catch a Metapod, right? And then you keep moving and you catch a Butterfree. And it's like, do you want to keep the Butterfree or the Metapod? And you're like, I want to keep the Butterfree, obviously. Yeah. So you throw out the Metapod. And you just keep doing that for 20 minutes until, you know, time is up or you run out of balls or you find the Pokemon you want and then just like go and like check in and be like, I'm done. So that's what we did. I caught a Scyther. I caught a Scyther. Both of our games have both Scyther and Pinsir. Yeah, I was really gunning for a Pinsir because I have not run that. But it wasn't happening. My Butterfree got down to, which is what I brought in, obviously, because Mayor Sleep. That's the other trick. And it got down to 13 hit points. And I didn't want the Butterfree to die. Yeah. So I had to just leave once I had the Scyther. You get to bring one Pokemon in. Yeah. And no healing items. So that one Pokemon has to carry you through. So if it dies in there, you still lose that Pokemon. So I wasn't going to risk that. I encountered a pincer and I accidentally killed it. <laughs> Damn. I'd like to see it in action. But Scyther's kind of a more interesting Pokemon because... Scyther is better. I mean... It turns into Scyzor eventually. Right. It's sort of absurd in particular in this where, like, they're kind of a foil for each other. They don't give pincer uh, an evolution. Right. It gets a mega version eventually, but... And then during the contest, all of the trainers in this area won't battle you. When the contest is not on, I think they battle you. Yeah. But I, again, I haven't been back up there since the contest was over. So the ones I don't know. in the grass will battle you, yeah. But during the contest, everyone just sits and fucking does Spawn Con on you. God, they're really shilling for the fucking Pokewalker. And they're my trainer danger of the week. Imagine me, Josh, an impressionable 13 year old boy. Yeah. playing this game and like honestly it's like 10 people are just like oh i'm fucking loving easily. the poke walker one of the kids even does like some viral marketing they're like my mom won't let me bring my game boy to school but with the poke walker i can keep training my pokemon anyway and it's like that shit would have fucking worked like that would have been the most affecting marketing marketing ploy ever for me when i was 13 can i give you some quotes i took some photos of this yeah the spawn con Here's two boys, like, hanging out and playing Pokemon. It's fun having Pokemon out of its Pokeball to walk with it. But the Pokewalker is a whole new dimension. And here's the other one. My mom can't take my Pokemon and tells me not to play with it indoors. But hey, I can keep it in my Pokewalker. That way I'm always with it. This is literally shilling. It's like it's like when they used to market cigarettes to kids in the, yeah. the 40s with Flintstones. That's so outrageous. And there's like six more people who say this shit. I know. It's and it's ridiculous. like multiple demographics. It's like a mom. Oh, I'm so busy with my kids, <laughs> but at least I can carry my pokey walker with me. It's everyone. There's like an old man. It's to make sure they're all, they're checking every box. Every Everyone is satisfied so by a pokewalker. So sleazy. Except you don't know what they cost on eBay anymore. Yeah. Not much, actually. I guess compared to this cartridge. So the only other thing left, Josh, is Goldenrod Gym. Yeah. Before we get to our battle, which we've recorded already in Days of Future Past, Goldenrod Gym, Whitney's Gym, we shan't be talking about how 
sexually provocative Whitney is, some of the art that the fan community has made about her. We've already gone into full detail on that. If that's what you're interested in, go back to season two and listen to it there. We can't go down that path again. We've grown. We've matured. Check out season two. Let me tell you about my journey through Whitney's gym. (laughs) Okay. I'm here at my in-law's house. I'm in their living room. I'm surrounded by my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, my wife, my sister-in-law. They're all having a stimulating conversation like adults. Uh And I'm sitting and playing Game Boy. I'm just like, sorry, I have to play Game Boy. It's for my podcast. Right. And they're like, okay, fine, fine, whatever. And then as I'm sitting there, I beat all of Whitney's cronies who all have like centrets and like giggly puffs. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm facing off against Whitney who's got a Clefairy and a mill tank. Beat the Clefairy, no issues. Take on the mill tank. Literally all of my Pokemon are male. Her mill tank is female and has the power, the, the move attract. Oh yeah. It's fucking devastating this shit. She made every single one of my Pokemon fall in love with her mill tank. <laughs> I know. And they could not land a goddamn hit. And I yell, I literally yelled. As I was battling, like people are in the middle of conversations and I yelled, my wife is like, are you okay? I was like, yes, all of my Pokemon keep falling in love with this fucking cow. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, what are you talking about? I was like, this fucking cow. That's pretty straightforward, actually. (laughs) What didn't you understand about all of my Pokemon keep falling in love with this fucking cow? (laughs) Yeah. But my saving grace was that sweet beauty ditto. Oh, yeah, because it's genderless. And it transformed in Miltank. Miltank could not use a tract on it. Yeah. And Miltank has whatever that disgusting move is, like milk drink. Yeah. So even though it took a couple turns and for Whitney Miltank. And Whitney uses about a thousand super potions on top of it. Yeah. Even though it took ditto a couple of turns to get into Miltank. Ew. And it took a couple hits and was down to like half health. I just used milk drink and like restored all my health. It was beautiful. And then use rollout and like milk tank was done. Roll out on that fucker. She's always rolling yeah. out on everyone else. Who knew Ditto could come through in a pinch? And we'll find out whether or not Ditto does in our battle. He won't. But uh, <laughs> it won't. this also reminds me, we didn't do level check. Uh, we should do it quick, huh? And I should have done a kill count. Ugh, weak. God damn it. Pathetic. <laughs> My Rattata, whose name I already forgot. <sighs> Krillin. My Rattata Krillin got killed on Route 35 while I was trying to raise it up to get Hyperfang, which it did do, and then it got killed by a uh, Nidoran female. That's misandry. I, I was bold, and I thought that Rattata could withstand 18 hit points of a double kick, which is super effective. Good luck. Killed. That's your only loss this week? Yeah, that's my only loss, and that's fine. Rest in pedals, you rat bastard. Wow. I did want to keep the Rattata literally to be sacrificed later, so I am a little upset about it, but I don't give a shit. I didn't lose anyone. Nicely done. Solid week. So I'm at two, you're at one. Tell me about your team. And then for level check. I've got Rosencrantz, Bayleaf, level 20. All right. Fred Van Vliet, Flaffy, level 20. Ursula Le Guin, Slowpoke, level 18. Kanye West, Butterfree, level 19, who is only back because the Rattata got killed. And as you will see in the 
battle shortly. Mm-hmm. Not trying to be a mayor sleep. I was trying to be done with Butterfree, in fact. Just like I'm done with Kanye. Right, and I am too. I I don't, please. Yeah. Next up, we got Tolkien, Kadabra, level 20. That's the new one. Love it. Love, love a Tolkien. I think that makes sense, right? Did you see that tweet? <laughs> I don't know. It was from a few years ago. It was like a dad, and he was like, my favorite thing is when my daughter explained to her younger sister that J.R.R. Tolkien stands for Jolkin, Rolkin, Rolkin, Tolkien. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And then we have Jeff Johns, a.k.a. Geoff Johns, Geodude, Jeff level Jones. 20. Yep. A couple of newcomers to my team. Altros, Noctowl, level 21. You know him, you love him. Yep. Newcomer, Slumu. Ditto, level 21. The Slumu Institute is a sort of Instagram trap attraction. <laughs> Cannot believe this. It's, it's called the Museum of Slime, and they sell slime online, and they have a couple of charity slimes. If you go to slumuinstitute.com slash collection slash slime dash four dash charity. Like silly putty? Slime. Slime. Idiot. It's, it's 2021, it's Josh. We're all about slime. Okay. We're all doing slime. They got now. crunchy slime. So they've got um, slimes that benefit Sad Girls Club, Nami, and Love is Louder. So go check them out. Check out Slumo. Flea Haven, Flaffy, level 20. Asp, Arbok, level 23. Everglade, Fund, Croconaw, level 20. And then a newcomer to the team, Three Rivers, Scyther, level 16. The threeriverspark.org. It's a park district in North Carolina that apparently has lots of praying mantises. Okay. And needs your money to preserve them. That seems fine. I feel like they probably do need a little support. Let's see how these teams fare against one another now, Josh. With past, future, self. Us. It's our our past, Bugcatcher's future, and past. No. Yeah, Bugcatcher's future because it's about to happen, and past because it's the past us. So. Yeah. Let's throw to that. We'll see you in a second for the outro, Buck Catchers. Bye. Hello, Buck Catchers. I'm reporting to you from the front lines. That sound you hear in the background. That's the uh, HVAC system here at my in-laws house. Uh, It's Tuesday night. It's almost 9 p.m. Josh and I decided to abort our, our record. And instead, just do the battle and record tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> when I can go upstairs and record. So if my audio sounds like total trash tonight, it's just because of that. But we figured, let's get the battle done. Let's get it out of the way. Y'all don't need the best quality audio just for... Not these, not for these intros battle and outros recap. where I just talk about how much of a cheater Josh is. I only have Butterfree <laughs> because my Rattata got killed. Yeah, I was trying not to have Mayor Sleep be involved, but Mayor Sleep could come out, and I can't control it. You've heard all about Josh's Rattata getting killed, but it's news to me. We haven't recorded the episode yet, right? so our, our teams and our journey so far are a mystery to one another, but we're going to dive in. We're going to battle here. We'll see you on the other side of the, the wind tunnel that Tanner's in. Yeah, <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> And then uh, our past selves, which is our future selves for us, will then shit. see you out. So Wow. Let's get battling, Josh. Let's see which of our teams reigns supreme, which you've already all heard about, Bug Catchers and Level Check. 
from our past selves, aka our future selves, for us. The timelines are getting I know. really it gets complex so tricky. in the show. And then it, I'm starting to understand why Pokemon Company got so tripped up with the mythology, you know? It gets so tough. Look how confusing it is in this podcast. Yeah. The sound you hear in the background is Arceus breaking through the red chain and tearing <laughs> up our time itself, which is why there's so much timey-wimey stuff. All right, we'll see you in a second, bug catchers. We'll let you know who won the first battle. Smell you soon. Ooh, Joshua. Spicy. That was a spicy uh, meatball. <laughs> I was trying to think of fun, something funnier to say than meatball, but there is nothing funnier no, to say that's than meatball. No, that's it. That's it for that joke. Very close. Very, very close battle. Yeah, it came down to my Butterfree at the end only having 64% of its health, and that's my last Pokemon. Joshua was trying to be chivalrous yeah. and didn't put in his Butterfree up top, even though I was prepped for it and had... Flaffy, yeah. equipped with Quick Claw and Cotton Spore, so that I could have hit you with a Cotton Spore to try to bring down your speed, right? Turn one, and then hit you with the Thunder Shock, turn two. But instead, I open with Bay Leaf. You outmaneuvered and threw me for a loop. So yeah, you won with one Pokemon left with with about uh, I don't know sixty percent health, sixty four percent health. Yeah, and I would say like I was already immediately impressed with uh, Arbok. Arbok is, what, level 23? Yeah. And it's got Crunch already, and the Crunch was fucking devastating across the board. Crunch hit you Although you were not able to land it against Kadabra, fortunately. And Kadabra did take out, like, two of them. Yeah. But you eventually got them. I've also got a slightly under-leveled uh, Scyther in the group, which didn't right. do me any favors, but such a handsome little guy, so I thought, why not? It really is. I mean, this sprite is so fetching with the prominent wings in the back and the yeah. battle pose with the the scythes let's get back into it let's do battle number two and see if the outcome changes at all and see if we have need for a battle number three but all right but catchers see you in a moment round two fight oh i went too far yeah too flew too close to the on sun. the sun on Flora. wings of butterfree <laughs> Yeah, that one was uh, much faster. That was about 20 turns. Mm -hmm. And I opened with Geodude this time, and you opened Mayor with... Mayor Sleep. I was Mayor Sleep. Noctowl. Look at me. Look at me. I am the Mayor Sleep. I'm the Mayor Sleep now. <laughs> you nailed me with a hypnosis that actually hit on the first turn. Yep. Which was risky, because if it didn't, I probably could have KO'd you with a rock throw. Probably. But uh, it was uh, pretty much downhill from there. We had a fun matchup between Bayleaf and Croconaw briefly. We were just headbutting one another. <laughs> yeah, where they both headbutted each other once. <laughs> and then obviously you swapped out before I could land a Razor Leaf. I think the real turn was... Uh, uproar? Noctowl's Uproar. Yeah, you figured out that Uproar prevents sleeping so when i threw yeah. out a butterfree as a like risk that i knew would work because it's faster to try to put it to sleep you just uproared me yeah and i was so excited i called you a dummy yeah and then apologized it was it was pretty rude but then the uproar just kept going yeah and so the uproar went too far and then i brought flaffy out and then i just thundershocked you while you kept uproaring <laughs> and then killed yeah. it but i still made it through i've got Four active mon. Yeah, it was ugly. You're out. So we're going to the a third Geo round. The dude opener was bad. <laughs> yeah. We're headed to a third round. We'll see you again in a moment, bug catchers. Goodbye. Bye. 
Whew, Joshua. Hua. I love these early game battles. They're so tense. You never know which way it's going to go. It swings so wildly. Every now and then, or every every other turn, it seems like one of us is ahead. But yeah, you finally took out my Arbok and my Noctowl, and from there it was all Those are your linchpins, yeah. I was calling it on, like, the first one you killed, like, as soon as you got Flaffy to go to sleep with the Hypnosis... I thought it was over. I made a couple of crucial mistakes. I didn't realize that, or I was I was uncertain if Uproar was going to wake you realized up it, you're sleeping Geodude. You realized it as you used it. Yeah. And then Geodude woke up, and then he used Rock Throw on Noctowl, and then that was, uh, didn't die, but you lost at least like 50% health to that. Yep. There's a lot of switching, which I feel like those games are always a lot of, a lot more tense, but. Yeah. There was like this you pulled it out in the end. dance we were doing with, um. Me trying to have Geodude land a magnitude on Arbok, and then you would swap out Arbok to bring in Croconaw, and then I would swap out Geodude to bring in Bayleaf, etc. And then I would bring Arbok back Yeah, in. to yeah. try to land uh, Poison Moon. And meanwhile, they're all just taking huge hits. But you, you pulled it out. You got four active Pokemon still. That was really good rounds. Hell of a battle. That was one of the more fun battles we've done in a while. Yeah. I'm excited for how this is looking so far. Yeah, me too. This season. We're going to throw it back to future for us, past for you selves to see us out now. Hey, future, past uh, self. Tanner and Josh. And you guys are far in our future. Wow. And we're far in your past, Bug Catchers. So be different people. So confusing. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys at the outro, and then we'll see you guys next week. Smell you then. Whew, Josh. Hoochie mama. We already debriefed, but three battle week. You won one, I won one, you won one. Very close, very fun. Felt fair. Yeah. I'm loving Nuzlocke seasons for this very reason. No level cap, so I can kind of get ahead of you and make it's um, it's my handicap, you know? Yeah. But I, I still managed to just eke out a loss, and you still managed to just eke out a win. Really close. I think later game we're going to see. I feel like you might be ascendant. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. It's really going to it's gonna come down to like who gets lucky, obviously, with the catches, and then what our import eggs will be oh yeah and how that works out so that's the show this week bug catchers thank you for joining us as always my name has been mill tanner aka tanner greenering and i am joined as always by my co-host far fielched aka joshua fielstead it's been experience your pokemon podcast please do rate and review the show on apple podcasts and do follow it everywhere that you follow podcasts including stitcher spotify overcast wherever and do recommend it to a friend if you if you please if you have any friends who are into pokemon uh they'll probably get a kick out of it and it it helps us greatly to find new people to talk to each week and you should also give us a follow on twitter and instagram at exp share pod and on our subreddit reddit.com slash r slash bug catchers and you should also check me out. Jesus, shilling. I showed up on a podcast called Gotta Snatch Em All that just came out last Thursday. I was suspicious when Gotta Snatch Em All followed me recently. Yeah. It's like, what are you up to, guy? It's a queer Pokemon podcast, so it's this is, not this for is you. This is the gay agenda. It's not for you. This is the gay agenda. And that's why I didn't tell you about it, because it's not for you. Okay. I'm going to listen anyway. Fuck you. I think you should listen to it. It'll be good for you. Open your mind up a little. I'm going to listen anyway. I'm going to enjoy it. It's a great show. It's an interview-based show where Alex, the host, interviews queer 
may I say icons? <laughs> That's bold. Who happen to be Pokemon fans. I was just on the episode that I believe came out on Thursday, which is tomorrow for us right now, but for all of you is last Thursday, Still so it's already there. Passion. Yeah, exactly. And you can find it as just Gotta Snatch Em All on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. Go listen to it. I'm not invited to, but Alex does seem great, and I'm I'm sure it's a very fun it's show. It's fun. It's just a straight-up interview, and we talk about my history with Pokemon and then about the relationship between queer people and Pokemon, and we battle also. Did you win? Free-for-all battle, and I, I did win. Of course you did. You're fucking boss hog. It's a battle of level 100s of just whatever we want, but my theme was genderless amorphous and fairy type egg groups <laughs> that's so good yeah so check that out it's a great show alex is a great uh host and anthony smith who was on our show friend of uh the pod and real life friend also was on an episode that's great go check it out bug catchers um, but don't forget us no and we have a guest next week too this is the straight agenda we're bringing on another <laughs> straight white male strike back Ryan Broderick of the Garbage Day newsletter and the Content Minds podcast will be joining us. He's a former colleague of ours yes. at Major Media Company. He's a funny guy. We hope you like it. I used to, with him and another coworker, create the worst things on the internet. Every year, yeah. Uh, list every year, so yikes. Next week might be a little weird. Google worst things on the internet. We might talk about some weird stuff. Yeah. In Pokemon. So definitely uh, get excited for that. Yeah, he used to he used to do a show called um, Internet Explorer, which is now defunct, but it was a hell of a show. If you can still find that, go and go and listen to that too. This has been Experience Share, Pokemon Podcast. Thank you for joining me, Josh. Thank you for joining me, Bug Catchers. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs>